You are listening to the Journal of Rheumatology's Editor's Picks with Dr. Earl Silverman, Editor-in-Chief. Hello again. This is Earl Silverman, Editor-in-Chief of Journal of Rheumatology. Welcome you to the November 2020 edition of Editor's Picks. As usual, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast during the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. Please stay well. First article I'd like to highlight is entitled Expert Consensus on a Set of Outcomes to Assess the Effectiveness of Biologic Treatment in Psoriatic Arthritis. The MERSS study and is by Kenyatta and colleagues. And there's an accompanying editorial entitled Treatment Continuation Guidance in Psoriatic Arthritis Clinical Care by Anne-Marie Orbe. A consensus conference was undertaken to determine which instruments should be used in clinical practice, not research, to evaluate the effectiveness of biologic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis in the short to medium term, three to six months, and to establish the median Minimum Health Outcome for Treatment Continuation. In order to do this, there were two rounds of a Delphi questionnaire. Participating rheumatologists, consensus was reached on, one, that the disease activity in psoriatic arthritis, or the PADSA plus, the psoriatic arthritis impact of disease, PSAD-12, or minimal disease activity, MDA plus the PSAD-12 plus the CRP could be used in peripheral psoriatic arthritis. In axial psoriatic arthritis, it was the ankylosing spondylitis activity score, the ASDAS, plus the PS12, and it was considered sufficient for the treatment of biologic naive, as well as those who patients who had failed a biologic. So please read this article and the accompanying editorial and determine if you agree with the findings and the conclusions of the article and the editorialist, and if you are convinced to use these measures in your practice. Next article to highlight is entitled, Using Process Improvement and Systems Redesign to Improve Rheumatology Care in a Safety Net Clinic, and is by Aguirre and colleagues. Improvement of quality of care is becoming increasingly important measure. The aim of this study was to develop and evaluate interventions to improve quality of care in four priority areas in an urban safety net adult rheumatology clinic, serving a racially and ethnically and social economically diverse population. In total, 1,205 patients were seen in the clinic during the study period. Of these patients, 88% identified as racial or ethnic minorities, and 45% were eligible for at least one of the quality measures. 
Specifically, they looked at the use of the PCV13 macaque vaccine and the CDI measure of disease activity to determine if there was improved care over time. They found that benchmark improvements were achieved for the CDI, while performance for the pneumococcal vaccine and reproductive health measure counseling were lower than expected, and they did not meet the pre-specified improvement targets. The importance of this article is that the authors outline a process of quality improvement, not so much what happened in their center. So please read this article to see if the suggestions may be applicable to your practice for overall quality improvement. The next article to highlight is entitled Analysis of Anti-RNA Polymerase 3 Antibody Positive Systemic Sclerosis and altered GPATCH2L and CTNND2 expression in sclerodermal renal crisis and is by Stern and colleagues. Sclerodermal renal crisis is a life-threatening complication of systemic sclerosis and is strongly associated with the presence of anti-RNA preliminaries 3 autoantibodies. The aim of this study was to explore the genetic susceptibility and the altered protein expression in renal biopsies patients in anti-RNA preliminaries 3 antibody positive patients with systemic sclerosis and sclerodermal renal crisis. They analyzed more than 600,000 SNPs from 99 systemic sclerosis patients with anti-RNA polymerase 3 antibodies. And the findings suggested that there were, were associations with SNPs in four different genes and the development of scleroderma renal crisis. In a validation cohort, one of these associations with a single SNP remained significant. Immunostaining of the renal biopsy section showed increased tubular expression of one of these proteins that was associated with the renal crisis-associated SNP, and there was glomerular expression of a second of these identified SNPs. Please read this article as it shows how genetic data can lead to insights and clinically important complications of rheumatic disease. And in this particular case, it is systemic sclerosis. The next article to highlight examines therapy of anti-synthetase syndrome related interstitial lung disease, which we know is associated with a poor prognosis. The article is entitled Rituximab and Cyclophosphamide in Anti-Synthetase Syndrome Related Lung Disease and Observational Retrospective Study and is by Langlois and colleagues. The aim of this study was to compare the efficacy of cyclophosphamide followed by standard immunosuppressive therapy versus Rituximab in the treatment of anti-synthetase syndrome related interstitial lung disease. In this retrospective chart review, 
a total of 66 patients were included. 34 received 2 to 12 monthly intravenous pulses of cyclophosphamide, followed by standard therapy in 88% of the cases. The rituximab cohort consisted of 28 patients who received two doses of rituximab separated by two weeks, which was then repeated every six months in the majority of cases. In addition, 54% also received concomitant standard therapy. The median steroid dose was similar between the groups when they started. Although rituximab and cyclophosphamide demonstrated similar progression-free survival at six months, rituximab was superior at two years. Adverse events were similar between the groups. Although this is an uncontrolled retrospective study, reading this article will help you decide which of these two therapies you would select for your patients with antisynthetase syndrome-related interstitial lung disease. The last article to highlight today is entitled The Role of Neutrophil Extracellular Traps Regarding Patients at Risk with Increased Disease Activity and Cardiovascular Comorbidity in Systemic Lupus Erythematosus and is by Moore and colleagues. I'm glad I got that title out of the way. Although neutrophil extracellular traps or nets are a crucial part of the body's defense, when unchecked, they can live to inflammation and autoimmunity, and in particular in SLA. The aim of this study was to determine the role of nets in SLA and their association with disease activity and severity. The findings were that the overall SLA patients did have elevated circulating nets as compared to controls that has been previously shown. And net levels identified patients with severe nephritis, although net levels were not associated with currently active disease, levels of elevated levels of nets were associated with further increase in insulin day within six months of the level as well as the overall sleep day levels over one year. Lastly, levels of nets were associated with arterial events and endothelial cell activation. Please read this article as it puts the issue of nets in SLA into a clinical perspective. And if the assay is available in the future, determine whether you believe there may be a clinical value for testing nets. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and encourage you to read not only my highlighted articles, but all the articles in the November 2020 edition of the Journal of Rheumatology, either in the print edition or in the online edition, which is available at www.jroom.com. Please watch for my interviews with senior authors of selected COVID-19 articles, which are available for viewing at our website and on YouTube. If you have any comments or questions on these highlighted articles, or in fact, any article 
in the Journal of Rheumatology, please send them to manuscripts at jroom.com. And please listen next month to the 20, December 2020 edition of Editor's Highlights. And please stay healthy in these trying times.